Just a little warning, this episode does contain some swear words. Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Blokes and a Mike. My name is Mike and again I will be joined by my good pals, Mass and Dunk. This week's episode is entitled Then and Now. We'll be looking at football and how it's changed over the course of time and a wee dip into the great days of the 90s Italian football. Cracking weekend, so eh? Aye, toasty like. Me and Elaine fell outside, uh, asleep outside this afternoon. Elaine's is like a lobster like. The shit? Aye. Burnt up the shit. Big time, big time. <laughs> Third degree burns. <laughs> Nearly like. When that lazy spas can that like. Aye. Are they any good? Because I thought I'd be getting because there's loads of hope in getting them in the tune like. Aye, they're pretty good. Like we've had yours for a couple of years like so. That's us just set it up outside like. Uh, so a couple of my mates at Sparks are, that's all they're doing in those outside sockets uh, for, uh, <laughs> I'm back to work this week so I'm totally buzzing like. I, can, I, can can see see I can actually see it in your face compared to the time I spoke to you feel, I feel like and I can just feel wounded wounded <laughs> <laughs> just need to get back in it Ken, and uh, then, uh, once your Wednesday comes or even the first week then that's it is it uh, if you asked that if you asked on deep as off even though even if I'm getting paid there's a uh, shelf life to this definitely I was wanting back and then I got ah, exactly. Thursday and then you're like then I'm like oh and then that week would have been fine like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, basically, you basically had two years holidays and one hit pretty much uh, nah, you'll struggle yeah. to sleep at night uh, I don't hate to be until 11 o'clock like so it's not too bad oh, it's not too bad then but, yeah. uh, kind of feedback you've been getting about uh, last week no, no genuinely good folk were just I've had loads of folk just suggesting about, about your best junior Oliver you ever played against and all that as well can boys that have played against in the juniors like many boys Stevie Ford we were quite poly with him and the two names well you get Stevie Ford so mad mate and a half so yeah, yeah Sam came up with that and he rattled off alone he's got quite a good memory now actually Stevie and a few folk have said that tonight and then Giggs he was like he says, I'd love to go for a beer with you Marcy Marcy seems a right fine boy and then Abby uh, goes "Fuck your mate Mike because obviously Abby Gens you played football so it was like right. I just, uh, just fit my voice just can remember the Torah team can remember the things we're speaking about you're quite good with the names. I know the faces and stuff, but the names yeah. are terrible. We look because, uh, and like I say, I sent you that gigs he'd sent because Paddy O'Donnell from Giggsy was 17 year old, but Paddy O'Donnell broke his leg. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I know. Okay, and there's, there's so much other stories that we've, you forgot to put in. Like he was mentioning that in about uh, Doug's granddad and your Oasis top and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Mike Mike Rollins uh, scoring that phantom goal. Uh, there's a few like you get a lot of feedback about maybe boys we missed out and uh, stories we missed out. But like we went on for an, an hour and forty minutes, so uh, yeah, yeah I think that was long, long enough, was it? There was a few people said that to me obviously because if you're obviously if you're turf, turf related, then obviously they're going to like it. But for people who are like listening, yeah, they did a couple of boys said to me, like, "You boys can talk," but. Yeah, but then no, then, no, but then they backed off by saying it was a bit tough, obviously. So obviously, we, we, our three of us think we should keep it like below an hour, and that's what we are really trying to do, is it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, it takes me forty minutes to get to work, so that's ample length of time. So, so let's see. Last week, you were speaking about things like, uh, obviously, the changes in the games. Fairfan, you was playing to to now briefly touching that did we a wee bit yeah I briefly did so the biggest changes are is it media perceive it or tackling it? for me like I remember Stuart Pierce a few months back he thinks in 
X amount of years time Tarkman will be outlawed for the game because we didn't grow up in a mental era but you could still tackle whereas now Tarkman's leaving in the game basically nowadays in football if you miss time a tackle it's a booking Is that probably because of the speed of the game has increased and things well, like I've, that? Well I've, I've, I scribbled doing a couple of things and I did put like speed and fitness and obviously it's a product that I protect for me a better player but they're actually fair in my opinion against good old school proper defending yeah. Obviously I'm biased in that I don't uh, mind like obviously outlawing like dangerous tackles you've got to cut that out of the game but Sometimes a, a guy will win a ball and his momentum will take him through the guy and it's a free kick and it's like, well, where's he supposed to go? Yeah, that's how I agree when the commentators on the telly say, like, he's won a tackle, right? Actually, he's pretty forward, somebody just sent there and there's a clip being around you like a seven-year-old kid. It's won a hard and fair tackle. Basically, he just hits the deck hard and fair and obviously because it's seven-year-olds, nobody's used to seeing and you hear all the mums and dads going, oof, and yeah. then it's like, where do you sit on the fence with this? And it's a completely fair tackle and you can clearly see the young lad has got a bit of grit about him and obviously... The other side of the fence are saying, oh, it's outrageous for that level of football in that age. So he just, he just won the ball, you know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure guys like our era and before us must look at, look at some of the free kicks that are given nowadays and go, that's a perfectly good tackle. Yeah. So that one's definitely, definitely changed yeah. a lot. Because I, I, I like to rephrase it to interceptions. Obviously, there's still tackles and still tough guys out there, but it's more like interceptions because if you get there first and a guy catches you, it's a booking, it's a foul almost 90% of the time. Well, I think another big change is uh, leaders. It seems to be a lot of leaders in teams yeah. nowadays. Like, going back to the 90s, like, you've got every team had a, a big leader, did they? Like, yeah. Tony Adams and yeah. Man, Man United, Roy Keane. Brian Robson. Brian Robson as well at Man United. But just, like, usually you had a big, hardy centre-half. It was a skipper-type player. Every team... Yeah. Had one, and that seemed well. Again, it's maybe because of the tackling issue. That type of player seem seem to have disappeared from the game altogether. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I've like, scribbled in here. No characters drilled out early because obviously I've never been at a pro club. But I reckon if you're like, but a tough guy, step out of line. From what you hear from people, you'll be a goner at 11, 12 year old. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You might boss want to be a great player, but it seems to be that. Well, basically, I've got no obviously education to back that up really, but. If I've heard for a couple of people, again, if you step out of line these days, you're gone. Whereas I'm sure back in the day, if you stepped out of line probably a hundred times, but if you could play, you heard that time John Terry was on the telly, we did that Monday night football, and he said the same about leaders. And yeah. You could go through the premiership and you'd struggle to like pick out that sort of character now. And as a fan, that's what you love, isn't it? Yeah. And you've seen a skipper. Like I watched that documentary on Sky with the Arsenal-Liverpool game, Michael Thomas scored a winner, 89 or whatever. But, and you see Tony Adams and like the characters and you're like, I'm literally just going around the pitch. Mm -hmm. saying every single person get at it get at it and it's like it's brilliant I think these huh? the, the blue collar supporter can relate more to your Tony Adams your Roy Keane than your Messi or Ronaldo but should, to me there should be a mix of both and you need you need players like that plus your Messi yeah. you're almost making it too easy for the talented right. guys now Ken to, right. yeah, yeah I think so because like, even like you go in about Barcelona again arguably the greatest midfield again like Busquets Iniesta and Xavi but were you allowed yeah. to tackle them yeah because when you see them play like the English clubs yeah as soon as they lay a glove on them yellow card three yeah. kick yellow card you're like <laughs> oh, that's what I thought near the end anyway it's because of the speed of the game as well the speed of the game is obviously increased as you mentioned well, yeah. so if, if you go in a tackle in a fast pace I was, I was going to look bad and there's going to be a booking or there's going to be a sending off yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think, agree with I that the game nowadays they're more athletic now they're Definitely. better athletes than they were I mean you, you used to hear stories about Tony Adams gunning, uh 
in the peeve the night before a game and then coming on and still being like a man of matches yeah. type of performance. Yeah. I don't think you'd be able to do that now. It's also due to the, the fact that a lot of the players nowadays are a media trained. After a game, you, you rarely see a player showing true grit and determination about what they've done wrong or done right in a game, like like Charlie Austin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Ch- Charlie Austin, I was just about to say, the only one in recent times that I can remember speaking honestly with that, like offside and just for the heart with passion because they're probably again of the backup but drilled in and they're not allowed to like basically step out of line. Now maybe his white looks like there's no really big leaders in a club. Yeah, you think right there, Mike. But like with a Charlie Austin fit was it a disallowed goal or something? A disallowed goal or something. Uh, uh, it was a big goal and And he just lost it, didn't he? But that's <laughs> for the fans what to see the what to see yeah, the yeah. players care as passionately as they as the supporters do, and I'm, I'm sure most players do, but they're, they're not allowed to show it, really. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the media. Yeah, it's also, it's never saying you want to see thuggery back far from no. it. I just remember a game as well with Nicky Butt and uh, David Batty when they went in the 50-50 yeah. and they bounced off the ball. Mm-hmm. The ball didn't even move and the pair of them just got up, patted each other and run on and like St James's Park went mental. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. old school, bang. Used to, mm-hmm. used to um, when, we, when we played, famous team talk would always be mentioned You'll get, a, you'll get away with a tackle in the first five. Yeah. So the first one's for free, especially in the centre half. We think, well, get, in, get one in the striker early doors. And I, I don't think you can do that. And I can obviously vouch for being basically a fanny that if somebody laid one on me early, which yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head who did, sometimes it worked. <laughs> but most times it did work. <laughs> pitches, I think the pitches are a big. Definitely. Big, Big thing now as well. The pitches are like bowling greens. Bowling so greens. It's easier to play 50 passes before you score a goal now and it was back even in the 90s. You'd still see a few muddy pitches. Yeah, that was a leveler, wasn't it? So pitches definitely help. I've ne- I've ne- I was near doubt in my mind that technically players are better all around. Like teams are technically better than they were. But whether yeah. it's more entertaining or no, for me, no. I, I like to see action so like 50 wee little passes before a goal doesn't entertain me I would see a bar in the box in the action areas early doors strikers try to get headers on it good yeah. battles a good battle between a striker and a, a centre half yeah I'd like to see that I'm not, and for, I don't really find Man City entertaining they didn't play I find them boring 50 passes before a goal to me is boring. pass 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 yeah. like just to touch on a wee bit as well, like you probably what I mentioned Klopp there, but Klopp does play the passing. But if it's on, you'll see Van Dyke just ping it. If it runs on with Mane or Salah, he pings it. Yeah. The chances are to get it back to front in one pass. Or like Salah, that's always says he was told and criticised it's a long ball. Yeah. But if Van Dyke does it, it's a pass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, I, and if it was Pep's team, it would be a pass. Aye. It wouldn't be yeah. direct football, would it? I think my I think mine City are quite boring purely because of their atmosphere on the grounds nowadays. Yeah, yeah. stick to the hill is a sales sandwich brigade because it's yeah, far, prawn sandwich brigade. It's far too expensive to get in games. Can you lose a lot of your working class working class, class fans? Can back in the day you're probably paying about eight quid to get into a football game. Nowadays, you hear like a German fans coming over putting banners up and they're paying like 80, 90 quid to get into a game. Yeah. But it's just shocking. They're losing, they're losing that kind of grassroots kind of fans and stuff like that. And they're getting all this, they foreigners or such, but a lot of people coming from abroad, abroad just but, to purely watch it. But genuinely, in the last few seasons, like between the three of us, think last time you watched a game, you went, what a battle that was between, as you just said, Mass, a centre half and a centre forward. 
or two centre midfielders. I kind of think of any. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, maybe the Man City, you're probably right about the prices, Mike, but maybe, I mean, we're almost told we've got a Lovis kind of fit, but this is real football. Tick-a-taka, yeah. To me, there's a number of ways to play the game. No, not just pass, 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 pass. And we're almost drummed into this that we've got a Lovis kind of football. So maybe maybe the uh, Man City and getting full crowds every week is partly because their fans are not entertained by the way they're playing football. Because I bet you could talk to some of the hardcore as daft as it sounds, you'd say, bring me back to Division 2, 38,000 at Main Road. I know that sounds ridiculous to say that, but obviously they would still rather be where they are. But you know what I mean? There is a, there will be some of oh, the good old days when it was like up and yeah. at it. Yeah. But, but it's a, to me, it's a British culture. British British culture loves to see hard football, do they? Yeah. type football. And that, yeah. to me, it's entertaining. And defending, defending's a big thing for me. Obviously, <laughs> I, I was a, a low-level defender, but being a defender, I think a defender's terrible now. I, I can't, yeah. There's no teams really built their team on a foundation of a solid back four. Who's mm-hmm. yeah. really got a solid back four nowadays? Yeah. Man City is like... Man City centre half, Switzerland. Ottomendi. Ottomendi, yeah. Good f- football player, but he's not a, center, he's not a hard, solid centre half, is he? No, but you watch him like, like if Pep, Pep's the best man, or City are the best team in England, or one of the best teams, and you think he makes mistake after mistake after mistake. Yeah. Even at our level of football, you beat out the door. Yeah. And he keeps picking him. Yeah. And Stones as well. Stones is a brilliant football player. He's technically very good. Can't defend for Toffee. He's, no. he's defending's nay up to scratch, in my yeah. opinion. So at least he's doing the, the Van Dyke route. For about Van Dyke, for about him as a defender. Well, Van Dyke is a real deal for me. Like it's like I remember it Celtic like how good he was, and obviously because we're Scottish and he gets hammered a Scottish game for down south, and like it's like he had to go to Southampton to prove that he was a top player. But he was a top player at Celtic, regardless of him. In their eyes, it's a diddy league. He still was doing a business at Celtic. He's doing exactly the same as what he was doing at Celtic. But now, because he's doing, he would, right, he did it at Southampton, right? Now he's also worth 70 million. Mm-hmm. But I, top, top player. Yeah. Van Dyke, for me, I was, if you talked to me maybe two seasons ago, I'd have said the best defender I've ever watched is Berezi. But I think Van Dyke's, for me, the best defender I've ever seen. Massive statement. He's that good. He's so Massive good. statement. He's, he's in second gear. He doesn't. He doesn't even get out of second gear. He could. He's. He's. He plays with a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> he's <laughs> impeccable. The guy is so good. It's scary for me, Van Dijk. Uh, uh, I go uh, against obviously Messi and defend is terrible now, and I stick by that. But Van <laughs> is a. Uh, he's an exceptional. If you took, he'd be the biggest mess at Liverpool team for me. If Van Dijk uh, injured. He'd be their biggest miss. All the players who keep injured, he'd be the one who want to get injured the most. Yeah. Like you say, I, I don't read too much into stats, but one stat I did like, like last season, like or up until this point, you'd never been beat one on one. Like how the, the gauge I don't know a bit, even that alone saying that somebody's never got by him one on one's a hell of a stat. But you watch him, yeah. he sort of runs alongside him, then he like hits the turbo boosters and then he just mops it up. Yeah. Yeah. And and to compare like Andy Robertson, tremendous player, but when he plays for Scotland, he's he gets caught out. Yeah, yeah. And he's forced That's... to defend, but he's got Van Dyke, so you say to yourself, how much is Virgil mopping up for him when he plays for Liverpool? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Robertson's great going forward, but again, suspect defensively. His positioning sometimes is 
very suspect. And again, he kind of bombed forward with Scotland because he's playing on a weaker team. So he, he's forced to defend. And in the Scotland team, I don't think he looks half a player. The way Liverpool play suits Andy Robertson down the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned you there, Baresi. Was that yeah. was that a centre half you looked at him last side time and thought, wow, wow, he's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. But just a, a, a wee dad character. Played played for how many years? Maybe 25 years, something like that. And I think he was as good the day he started. Obviously, I didn't see that. It was before I saw him in career in a great AC Milan team. Yeah. End of his career. I think he was just as good when he stopped as he was when he started, probably. Uh, four, four leagues. Four leagues in a Champions League. But uh, I found an amazing start on him, which I wasn't I don't know if you was aware of this scene, but he got a serious injury in a group stage of the World Cup. Yeah. And uh, hit an op. He was back within 23 days and he got man of the match and nullifying Romario. Aye, the final. Aye. I think he got man of the match in the final. He did, eh? That's what I'm saying. Aye. Yeah. So he had, a bad, he had a bad knee injury, hit an op, and he got back fit within 23 days and then he marked Romario out the game. Yeah. <laughs> was that USA 94? World Cup final, yeah. I remember yeah. it well. He missed a penalty in the end, like, but he blazed yeah. the bar, didn't he? But then obviously you start getting into like uh, growing up, no Sky Telly or Sky Telly was just starting. And then you'd Gazette Italia. So, like, I don't like to say, I think we all would say that 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Well, you're talking about, you're on about defenders. Yeah. Well, we're on defenders. We might as well stick with defenders because obviously I've seen mine. Chiro Ferrara played for Juve. Aye. What, yeah. a, what a centre back. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. What about uh, the Inter Milan guy, uh, Bergmi? Bergmi. His nickname <laughs> was the uncle because he looks way older than he was. And the fact that like, two players at the same club get their number retired, yeah. you know, they're pretty special. Aye. Saturday mornings. You remember, theme tune sticks out for me, does it? Yeah, mm. definitely. Channel well, 4 logo. That logo was actually the team for the 1990 World Cup, and I was in the kind of yeah. mascot for Italian 90. I was like, yeah. yeah. Like a, I was like a, a box as well, the, the tricolours. Yeah. But I think they used that for the Channel 4 intro yeah. as well, did they? Yeah. The chow. Uh, Richardson, James Richardson, a host, uh, Gaza. Every, like a Saturday morning, goals of the week, everyone was a oh. belter. Was it like you'd sent a half score on overhead kicks in Italy? <laughs> yeah. Mental. Uh, but even if to like defender wise, you've got obviously like said Bergney, Ferrara, and like Berezi, but then it moved on to like uh, Cannavaro, Nesta. Yeah. At 90s era, like uh, early 90s, moving through the late 90s. Italian football was where it was at. That's what I watched. And now. also, Mass. Football's moved on to zonal and uh, that sort of stuff. Italian man marking. Yeah. <laughs> in the 90s. You know yeah. what I mean? It was assault yeah. when it was proper. Some of the managers, you looked like they were heads of mafia, did they, Ken? <laughs> they had somebody whacked in the Friday, Ken, and then yeah, yeah. managing the team on the Saturday. Like, they smoked cigars. And obviously, the attacking players and like. Yeah, the list, the list is absolutely one. One that stands out for me when uh, in the 90s was Signore, man. Uh, Lazio, Beppe Signore. Beppe yeah, Signore. He, he played up front with Gazzaragli. <laughs> 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 
Joe Jordan. Joe Jordan, eh? Joe Jordan. Kazaragi. <laughs> Kazaragi. Fantastic player. <laughs> did you see Joe Jordan used to do the cool commentary? No, sorry, did I? Peter, Peter Bar- Barclay, wasn't it? Just, aye. aye. Uh, Gary, Barclay. Gary Peter Bloom. Barclay. He just, he just died recently, eh? Yeah. And the guy, yeah. I think it's all over, is now, if it is his name again, Kenneth Wolfman. Oh, oh, no. Aye. Aye. The thing about that programme was was uh, Richardson sitting in the sun, some cafe, reading his paper, <laughs> drinking, a coffee, I'm drinking a coffee, going on about that week's game and I hung up. It was, it was, it was a pink paper for some reason, and I can't have it in the hay, white paper in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> it was pink for some reason. Richardson was brilliant. Yeah, another top player for in Parma, Turam. He yeah. ended up playing centre-back centre with... Uh, Cannavaro at UV, what a partnership. And Turam was one of these, just flew under the radar. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. class? But Cannavaro, five fit, I, that quote, I think it was 5'10 or 5'11, but what a leap. Yeah. And the only player in sort of our lifetime, I think, that's won the Ballon d'Or as a defender. Mm-hmm. Aye. He, he won in 2006 after they won a World Cup. Yeah. Back in, back yeah, part, back part of my team was amazing, like in the, back yeah. in like the early 90s. Zola. Uh, uh, Dino Baggio, uh, uh, Crespo, Crespo, Veron, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Keza, uh, mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. Did he play? One of my favorite. One of my one of my favorites in Marseille. You were the same as Batigol, Batistuta. He was at Fiorentina. Fiorentina, yeah. He'd moved to Rome, and did he? But I, he did. I. They, they, they did. They made us. They made a statue on him at Fiorentina. Then he moved to Rome and they knocked it down. <laughs> did they? Aye. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I actually found uh, that a 90s top 11 for the Serie A in the 90s. Hardly. Uh, talked to you, eh? In goals was Paul Yuka. Aye, Paul Yuka. He was Sampdoria. Uh, 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 yeah, he started, he ended up Sampdoria. Definitely yeah. Sampdoria. Yeah. Yeah. Then you had a back four, Zanetti. Aye. Zanetti Costa, was a top player. Costa Corta, Baresi, Maldini. Then the holding midfield role was Albertini. Oh, aye. Then aye. Rui Costa. Yeah, Fiorentina. Yeah. Uh, Neved. Neved, aye, Juve. Then Roberto Baggio. Yeah. Then Ronaldo and Batistuta up top. Aye, unreal here. Let me get on to that. I've got to speak about Baggio and Ronaldo because I'm on to Baggio. I didn't actually realise. Top scorer four of the five seasons when he was at uh, Juve. Captain, mm-hmm. captain for three. The ponytail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolute essence. Yeah. And then Juve had uh, Ravinelli and Viale up front as well. Mm-hmm. They speak about high, high press. That guy's worked a tail off. Viale. Workhorse. Yeah. Ravinelli as well. He could. He was a worker. Like, class quote, player quote, as well. The quote on uh, Baggio, the fact I found was, uh, like a 10 with the stats of a 9. I thought that was a brilliant quote. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but the best thing is on Ronaldo. Five seasons he was at Inter, but he was injured for most of it. So it says eighty-five percent of his goals are same in the first two seasons, and it's, then, then they said on him made even Maldini and Nesta look average. Was David Platt at Juve? Barry and then Sampdoria, I think, wasn't it? Or? Uh, he was manager at Sampdoria. Platt, eh, for a, I think it was for a season, or maybe half a season. Because yeah. uh, Sampdoria had a few. They they tapped Trevor Francis and Sunis. Yeah. I think Sampdoria yeah. won the league the first 90, 90 league today because I think AC Milan and Juve won between, 91 uh, in the, during the 90s and then it was bookended I think uh, Sampdoria won it in 90 and 90, 90, 91 Sampdoria won in 91 
And then Lazio won it at the end, I think, 99-2000 season, didn't it? It's all I mean. It's all I got handed the torch for uh, Maradona. Yeah. And then on to Parma, and then obviously Chelsea. But I yeah. think some, some niche players I, I used to like as well in Italian football. Uh, Kenneth Anderson. Kenneth Anderson, big, yeah. Big Swede. Big Swede, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of good Swedes in the Italian league in them days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but go back to David Platt. He did play for Juve. Did he? Did he? Six, 16 games. Uh, uh-huh. Not a long time, but he was there. Static, classic player, Platt, was he? Yeah, yeah he was a good player, eh? Yeah. I thought I'd be sort of forget so we, when they mentioned there. Paul Lentz had a good stint Paul in Inter Milan and did well. Yeah. Quality player. Mm-hmm. Same for mine. I just remember Gazette, Gazette and Gaza acting to go every week. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Eh? I'd, poor sold the Italian football, I did the pretty yeah. well. You could tell it was slightly low budget. So they didn't yeah. like anti uh, like the stuff Sky do with the yeah. tactics Analysis. and O's. I think that's back with the top, to be honest. For the but like you say, uh, George Jordan, I just when he used to pronounce the names. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of the co-commentators, George Jordan, Paul Elliott might play for Celtic. Yeah, P- Paul Elliott, didn't he? He played in Italy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luther Blissett, man. Luther oh. Blissett, yeah. Ray Wilkins. Yeah, Ray Wilkins. What a point that Ray Wilkins. <laughs> right. I could listen to Wilkins all day, man. Yeah, high-quality commentary there. Like, the, yeah. Yeah, like Joe Jordan was great. Well, did anybody watch uh, Scotland versus Sweden? It was on BBC this week. Italian 90. It was, uh, Big Archie was doing the commentary. Like. Italian 90. The music. The tangos. First time, I, first time I saw a tango. Square nets. Definitely the, the best theme tune. Without <laughs> <laughs> We've had a go at that from we've been blitzed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. We've been steaming. Uh, uh, it was total, total Scalacci. Top scorer, and scorer. then disappeared yeah. to the wilderness. You there as well, didn't you? Uh, Juve, that's right. That's I just right. remember, for me personally, just West Germany, uh, Yugoslavia, Matthias driving through centre midfield, cutting inside a couple of boys, and just buried it, bottom corner. Ah, the Germans wearing Adidas World Cups. Absolutely. I think it's changed nowadays. Football boots. Uh, Locked into a dressing room with pink boots when I was playing. Look at Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've got back to the, the whole thing with the man's game. Mind Kanija against Cameroon. Aye. Uh, I, I watched it the other day and there was probably six red cards yeah. when he went on that mazy run and then eventually he lost his boot. Yeah. 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 Cameroon was a big part of that World Cup. Uh, Roger oh, Miller. Uh, <laughs> celebration at a corner flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you could maybe say he started celebrations because I'm trying to think back. Obviously, I'm sure there was people before him, but he yeah. was doing daft celebrating after that. Mm-hmm. Started uh, yeah. Freddie Higuita, mine. Aye, Colombian. Uh, Colombian. He was a liability. Tried to be a Maisie, mine. That's right. Yeah. Cameroon, and he lost it. Yeah. That was Roger Miller, possibly, was it? I think it was either him or Bayak come in. Yeah. Um, he went on, I'm sure he went on to do some with uh, Pablo Escobar. Eh? Aye. Uh, I'm sure he was with, worked with a drug lord at some point after that. Well, like Escobar, yeah. Escobar, centre half was playing in that World Cup as well. Colombian guy ended up getting shot. Mine, yeah. Ah, that's right. Aye. In 94. I was actually in Scotland. Scotland. I looked back at scores, yeah. And Jim Leighton spilt, Jim Leighton spilt it against. Brazil in the last game, correct, a shot, and then... Also getting beat by Costa Rica. Uh, let's not uh, mention that. If we drew that game, we would have probably went through, because uh, like the best third teams went through. Yeah. And if we drew that game, even we would have went, we would have qualified. Because mm-hmm. we ended up beating Sweden 2-1, man. 
We had some decent yeah. players back then as well, did we? We had a few yeah. players playing in Europe, Ken. We had like a uh, Murdo McLeod at Dortmund and uh, Martin yeah. Nally at Munich. I think he got injured, didn't Robert, he? Robert Fleck, Paul McStay, Gary Gillespie yeah. at Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. Mo Johnston and McCoyst up front. Yeah, Donkey Dave. Donkey <laughs> Dave. <laughs> William Miller, he'd, he he was kind of retiring at that stage, was Yeah, he? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Goff, Malpass, Roy Aitken was still playing in. Roy Aitken, I got it. Jim, Jim Layton was a Man United. I just remember that game, so I'm sure it was late on the goal, and then he just was on full stretch, and he, as he palmed it, he palmed it in the line, and then Muller buried a rebound. Spewing. Muller, that's right. I was saying I look at some of the teams in the Underachievers were definitely Holland when you look at their team. Oh, yeah. Van, Van Basten, Gullit, oh. Rijkaard, Van Brooklyn and Goals, Koeman Brothers, Bouters, Van, mm-hmm. and probably one of the best players in the world at the time, Hans Gilhaus. Hi. Even just to say we can come back to the Italian football, like that, you said the three Dutchmen are at AC Milan team. Yeah, and Baston, Hulett, Rijkaard. Yeah, some what a t- what a team! That AC Milan team, my early nineties probably ah. team. I I would say so. And Van Basten was just. Ah. I, I watched someone on Eurosport a couple of years ago now, and it was just going over Van Basten's career and what a player! Right, superb. It's finished. Nice. Is that goal like well, it was eighty-eight? Obviously, about Euro eighty-eight when he like. Turns Adams inside out and like gets a shot across the keeper against. Obviously, I'd be the members of volley, obviously, but technically the other goal where he yeah. turns across the front of him and yeah. then puts it across the keeper. Super. Yeah. That was a hat trick he scored against England, wasn't it? I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was a USSR. I've seen. I looked through their team and Kuznetsov yeah. played for them. Kuznetsov. Eh? <laughs> well, do you remember? Right, Robert was at Turf with my mass, and yeah. I asked Robert when he was at Rangers. He goes, "Who was the best player?" So I was rattling off some players at the time. And he goes, don't you want to believe us? But he said, Ole Kuznetsov, remember? Yeah. He said he was absolutely unbelievable at Rangers. Really? And I was like, are these players that were there at the time? And he's like, yeah, he goes, Kuznetsov. He did his cruciate at Rangers, man. And then uh, he got my games. But... See, if you look through all the Italian 90 squads, yeah. there was not a lot of players playing with the National League, sir. Yeah. Well, it was the four, four in a rule at that time, wasn't it, Mike? Was it? You could only uh, three foreigners in your team, so no. See, ninety nine, that was the last World Cup with the the passbacks, was it? That's right. I I think it was yeah. the final. Mine, the final was terrible. Oh, was, yeah. the final was shocking. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember at the end, West Germany just passing it back to goalkeeper. And yeah. And I think it was after that game they said, right, we've got to knock us in the heat. Like definitely, yeah. came ninety two. Incat came in. Yeah. I mean, playing being a youngster playing, and then the passback came, and it was. It was a shambles for the first. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I. Eh? I was looking through the team team of the World Cup there, and the end goals was that Goytechea, who's the Argentinian goalie. Argentinian yeah. keeper. So he actually he was a second choice keeper because it was a uh, was Pompidou. He was Pompidou, a first. Yeah. Uh, he was first choice. The first game. Uh, injured in the first game. Uh, that's okay. right. The Brema Brema scored a penalty in the uh, final minute. Maldini and Baresi at the back. Obviously. Uh, Maradona, Mateus, Gaza, and was it Stojkovic played for Yugoslavia? Yeah. Aye. And up front, Klinsman, Miller, and Scalacci. I say Lineker would probably, probably should have been in that team, maybe for me. Yeah, yeah. Lineker. He had a shite tournament. Did he? Oh, so, no, no, sorry. He had a shite in that tournament. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 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 was Ireland, I think it was. Uh, yeah. 
shot himself, sweeping his yeah. hands in the pitch and everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I remember that brings me back to Ireland when the, was it Romania they beat the uh, penalties in Paddy Bonner's famous jump up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we just remember there I was saying about that World Cup murder McLeod that's when he got smashed off the face and that free kick by Branco flushed him he was at a gentleman's evening with us at Tura United and uh, I mind him telling the story and he was like ah oh, dazed he, he didn't again what way he was shooting and he went up to Roy Aiken and he says Roy what way he was shooting and Roy says I've no idea <laughs> <laughs> nice I like it um, I was, I, that's probably my favourite World Cup yeah, I kind of yeah. you like USA. You like the USA. Ninety four was it? Ninety four was a good World Cup. But. Yeah, you had the Bulgarian team and Haji with Romania and that. But I think ninety's my favorite favorite World Cup. Definitely, yeah, my 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 favorite era. And like you said, to be honest, even though like I don't really watch or I'm a big big fan of Italian football now, but nineties Italian football was. I think maybe it was to do with like I said previously because we only had four channels and you lived for Saturday morning watch Gazetta, then we're away playing football ourselves, and then. Sunday we had the Italian league stuff. I think yeah. that was the best league in the world at that time. They had the, oh, it was the, I. And at that time, the English teams were banned for Europe, remember? Yeah. For high school. Again, yeah, high school, yeah. And then you go back to the money and Lent- Gianluca Lentini went to Torino for 30 million and that was our, that was our world record transfer at the time. You look at it now. I think most of the best players in the world were playing in Italy yeah. at that time. Even though I was an attacking player, myself, it was about to defend, and defending was like that's why if, if you were like saying about Ronaldo, Ronaldo, what he did at Milan was phenomenal. Yeah. Like against the best defenders, arguably of all time. <laughs> if you got into twenty goals in Serie A, you were some player. Like, yeah, it was very. Again, it was hard to get into twenty goals in a season in Serie A. And, and even to flip forward to now, probably only one that still plays like that is your man uh, Juve. Centre back. Oh, he's captain Geneva. Oh, Chiellini. Chiellini. Great guy. No ability. Well, no, no ability, but just uh, depends. Ah, uh, he's a bit. Yeah, so we're saying that master about trying to think of defenders like oh, he's like that. He's old school. Defensively, really, I I loved uh, Chiellini. Like strikers yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and looking at some randoms for 1990. Mind mm-hmm. the US USA team. Well, well, the only guy I can think of for that team was uh, Hop. Harkins, was it? Or Har- Harks. 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 Played for Sheffield uh, Wednesday, wasn't it? John uh, Harks. Played for uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Tab Ramos. Uh, Mainham. Nee <laughs> Mainham. That was a shite player. I, f- I mind a few more for the 94 team. The Lalas, mine. Ah, yeah, the, the big uh, goalie beard. He played in Italian football. He was definitely one of the lower teams. Like, uh, and, uh, people played Miola, Miola, people, Miola, the goalie. Yeah, Tony Miola, yeah, he's pony yeah. tail. But like yeah. you said, last back end, people played 4-4-2, and that was acceptable, whereas now 4-4-2 is not acceptable, apparently. No, it's not fashionable now, is it? Still a place for it for me. Like Fergie did okay with it, did he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously, obviously they're good enough for your Premier League eleven dunk. No, I've seen that, but it's for the players I was picking. You bam, how many times have I got to tell you? Is <laughs> <laughs> your wife picked a four three three? Like uh, my my wife actually picked a really good team. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, is this, is this? Did you hear any hints, dunk? I genuinely never. Because I'll just so, quickly run through wife's eleven. So I uh, so mask is uh, the task this week to pick a. a Get my wife to pick a Premier League eleven. Oh no, it's just a yeah, Premier League. They're world eleven, we'll cut. <laughs> I, I just like to put a disclaimer out there. It's uh, it's no slant on women. We just asked our wives to pick an eleven. That was it. Yeah. yeah. 
because Dunk's been harping at us for getting a wee women segment on. So, <laughs> yeah, kind of wee bit of the ladies' football. Strong believer in women's football, obviously. Good on Dunk, fair yeah, away. Yeah, so, so Kirsty picked, so he's got De Gea in goals. Let's start with the goalies then. So De Gea. De Gea, yeah. Go on then, Mike. Well, Elaine, Elaine's a wee, obviously a wee bit older than me. So uh, she's went for a, a classic keeper, strong keeper, and she's went for Bruce Grobler. Oh, hi, Bruce <laughs> Grobler. Nobly in his. <laughs> That's a good shout Mass. Well, my, I okay. think my wife's got a scene. She's picked Schmeichel. Oof. Yeah. Uh, so, so my Kirsty went for Alexander Arnold at left. Uh, Andy Robertson, sorry, at right back. Aye. Right back. <laughs> Gerard at right back for uh, Katie. Like, obviously, <laughs> no clue about positions, but she's went for Gerard. I'm sure Gerard did a job in there, haven't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, Elaine's went for uh, Edgar David's right back. So, <laughs> Kirsty's left back was Alexander Arnold, and her centre backs were Jordan Henderson and uh, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> <laughs> Rashford at centre back. Saying that, the modern game probably get away. Probably get away with it. Uh, definitely, definitely. Katie's centre backs were uh, Amoruso, which I thought was a good pick, but Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like he's a bit centre back. He's, he's a bit lax. Bit lax. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to think he's Sammer. If it was a left back, did you say? Yeah, uh, left back. Uh, she went for Novo. Oh, aye, not quite sure. Lot, quite a lot of Rangers on that team. So. Like, Elaine's went centre half, so she's went for Sunes and Cantona and left back. She's went for Rio Ferdinand. So, Kirsty's midfield is actually on the left, she's got Sterling. On the right, she's got Bale. Ah, you, yes, yes, yes. Oh, dear, dear. I'll get, I'll get her in there <laughs> now. So goes <laughs> and then centre mid, she's got Rooney. All right. Along, alongside Salah. Hey, Kirsty has to watch a lot of FIFA masters. She has to watch and listen. Because I like somebody, as you're well aware, to speak to about Fitba. I kind of sit in silence, so she gets drilled. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a team you would pick, like don't. Nah, <laughs> Salamid. Right, my ass is about the well. Katie was doing okay, but then she picked Colin Henry in right midfield. <laughs> <laughs> so that came first. She pulled that in for. <laughs> That definitely wouldn't have worked. Right? Yes. Okay, in centre midfield, Roy Keane and Rooney. Yeah, got Roy Keane in there. Yeah, and she's put Beckham in the wrong side. She's put him over on the left. Hit and miss there a bit. Elaine's a Chelsea fan, so she's Ram, put Lampard Ram. right midfield, Zola left midfield. That's she, right. Uh, she put Zidane in the middle of the park. We we the next person she says ran the pitch, which was uh, Gordon Strachan. Okay. Well, he's not playing. Ran the pitch. <laughs> ran the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that old famous football quote. <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty Strikers are uh, Kane and Aguero look at the cynicism in your face you wouldn't have picked Kane so I'll, I'll probably let, let, let you have correct but Katie's done quite well up front and I'm, actually I think S2 would work quite well together Drogba and McCoist yeah. <laughs> I can't if she got Drogba for <laughs> no idea if she got up there but she did say Dogba to start with <laughs> <laughs> So I did help her out a wee bit. Aye. I thought I was near bad front pairing, actually, if they were both in a pomp. Like. Mm-hmm. Elaine's got a strong two up top, and it's uh, Ronaldo and Messi. Aye. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo nine or Ronaldo? Aye, the, the, the new Ronaldo. Can't new come. Yeah. Aye, can't come fat Ronaldo, can you really? First no. team would win, and I think, well, obviously, uh, obviously Dunks. Obviously. Dunks team would win. Aye. Aye. Dunks team would win. <laughs> Well, it's funny how our cynicism, when I say my team, and basically some of yours is the same, but 
it's me that gets the criticism for it. <laughs> Colin, Colin, Henry, name, Colin Henry at right midfield in Gazette centre-half. Aye. Well, Salah and centre-mid Rashford at the back. Robertson <laughs> playing on the right back when he's left-fed. No chance. Did you buy her a anyway. shoot magazine this week or something to read? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they still on the go? Shooting I don't know. I don't care. Like, they, they maybe sell, I think they sell them maybe monthly now and they're a bit, a bit thicker. Uh, if you go back 90s, yeah, you just mentioned someone else, Zammer. Remember, remember that Dortmund team, Paul Lambert? Zammer played for in the Italian league. Did he? What, uh, was it Inter he played for? Mm. A lot of Germans went to uh, uh, Italian football. Collar, mate. Collar, centre-half. Jürgen Collar. Jürgen Collar. He played yeah, for Jürgen Collar. UVI. Borussia Dortmund as well. And Fals, uh, Voller played for Roma. Carl Heinz, <laughs> Carl Heinz Riedler. Aye. Uh, class player. Lazio. Lazio. Yeah. He, went, he was at Lazio. I think he went to somebody else. I can't really mind. Matthias Sammer played 11 games for Inter Milan. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. Four, four goals in 11 games. Aye. Yeah. I was another guy I loved when I was younger. Oh. He, I'd say another thing, it's changed, is it? It's, it used to Sweeper. be Super. Right. And uh, I was near, well, you just wouldn't have, uh, nobody would play with a sweeper new, but he was, he was a sweeper, it was, he would go wandering forward and he was get goals, would he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top player. Yeah, that's when I would say with certain players and they go like, John Stones, again, we're going back to this, can I also do really like Pep, but I'm sort of, sort of getting into him here, but it's like, we're going to be Stones can play with that, but there's always somebody done it long before. Oh, yeah. Somebody comes, somebody comes on the scene that Pep does again, it's like, oh. Never been seen before when Aye. speak to him even all or not, so they'll name you a hundred players that used to do it. I get I get annoyed with this high press being you. That's rubbish. Uh, Saki did that with the Milan team. They pressed yeah. high up the pitch. It's it's name you at high press like no, okay. And it is playing a booty to back, this mine, not playing. <laughs> yeah. If it's <laughs> totally unnecessary, putting yourself yeah. under pressure, and then you yeah. see him lose it and the other team score and you're like And then top off like goal goalkeeper. Yeah. I can't remember. Somebody did. Oh, was De Gea? Was it against Liverpool? Aye. The first, and then Groy Keane was just Groy like. Keane was just like. Fitty, Dean. <laughs> it's just it's stupid, isn't it? I get, I get possession. I do. I get it that you should try and keep possession in the football market. It's harder to work off the ban as with the ban. Yeah, 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 definitely. But as times and places, playing a booty to back under pressure to me is. So I'd, like go, so I'd like just to go into like Pet or Klopp. Yeah. Who do you prefer, and are they all that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put your take on it, Mike. First, I, for me, Klopp every day of the week. I'm not. I'm not a massive fan yeah. of Pep. Yeah. Nah. I think maybe they're both good man managers and stuff like that. But I just prefer Klopp. As we spoke about before, you can see Klopp going down to second or third division and taking a team up to Premier League. I couldn't see Aye. Pep doing that. Yeah. Well, I I totally agree, Mike. I really do, and. Uh, I think Pep has had so much like milk and honey as a manager. I mean, he had, like, inherited. <laughs> Great, I mean, terminology. I heard it. How Howard Wilkinson quoted that once, and it's how we stopped him. And I believe that's true. I mean, he inherited that Barcelona. That Barcelona team he inherited was unbelievable. I could have yeah. coached that team. They were so good. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, like Javi, Busquets, Messi, yeah. Eto. Yeah. So it was the back four, uh, the guy with the Puyol. 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 That's, another, that's another leader for your mass, Puyol. Puyol, yeah. And uh, and then he went to Bayern Munich. I mean, can't win. Just won a treble. 
All right, if you can't win a German league with Bayern Munich, then again, yeah. and then and he, he brought you over in the Champions League, and he, and he never won it. And he comes to Man City with unbelievable amount of riches. No. But he's never he's never won a Champions League since that Barcelona team, is he? Nope. I can't. It's re- I can't. It's different. No. There's no question about that. But I and think it's same thing. Because obviously, I, I do love him. But as I said, whenever he does something, it's like it's something you the box. Yeah. Yeah, and it's pass, 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 pass. And he's got his way and he doesn't change. You've got to respect him for that. And yeah. But then Klopp, as I said, plays good football, but he's also in your face. And it's like yeah. when it all costs. So like, it means it has to go forward, it goes forward. Yeah. It's, a, it's f- football philosophy, though, that we've got to pass the bar so many times and yeah. play back. And is it football philosophy, philosophy. to win games? Yeah, exactly. Play, you can play different styles. Fergie changed up the tactics all the time, didn't he? He was always offensive, Fergie. Maybe away days in Europe, he would maybe sit in against the big teams. But nah. he was always offense minded. But I was, okay, more than one, I was more than one wise to skin a cart as a Pep. Yeah. You can't how Pep's team's going to play, doesn't matter who he mm-hmm. plays. Maybe that's why he's near one another couple of Champions Leagues. But obviously, we're going to say a few negatives there, in your opinion. But what is amazing about him, how he like, proofs in a pudding, he brings players looked. Well, they didn't look average. They're obviously average players playing in the Premiership. But what he's done with like Sterling and how he can, in my opinion, how he can mould a team. Mm-hmm. Every team he goes to to play his yeah. tick attack of football, like that takes some doing. Yeah. Like players are set in their wise, and he makes people play. And and you have to admit that if if they aren't messing about passing it back and they're playing sharp football, like yeah. City are a joy to watch when they're on it. Mm-hmm. Ah, for me, don't I, I, eh? honestly deny De Bruyne. I deny about well, De Bruyne as a top player. Isn't he? He's got some top players at club. I need to do it about that. But I don't enjoy watching Man City. I've never w- enjoyed watching Man City since Pep Tino. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being harsh on him here. Obviously, he is a, he is a good manager. I need to do it about that. But I think he's overrated. And I, I agree with Mike Klopp. If Klopp got a like a lower league team, uh, he would improve him. I'm not sure. Pep would. Good. Pep, you couldn't have played Pep's why we... Uh, players. Yeah, exactly. But I think Klopp could do it at a lower club. Like Fergie. Fergie did it with Aberdeen, didn't he? A provincial yeah. Scottish team. Won a European trophy. Yeah. Could Pep go to Aberdeen and be a... I say, obviously, it's really difficult to do nowadays with the why things are set up. But yeah. yeah, but you can't just write the guy off. He's a top manager. Nah, he's not, he's, he wouldn't have been for years without being a top manager, but I think he's overrated. Do, do you think he'd be a top manager if he was near a top player? If he was near, if he was a mediocre player like Klopp, do you think he would have been the manager if he was? Because he was obviously... He he likes a Barca. He's no, he's certain, he's certain, obviously, you're obviously are you getting at the fact that he played for Barca so he gets a Barca job. But if you actually look at the appointments Barcelona make, to us, they're not well known, and they do promote a lot for within. Because like, yeah. two or three have been since, and like, even his assistant Villanova passed away, like never really knew who any of them were. And the most recent one, I haven't got a clue who he is. Yeah. So I think he might have still got the got the shout because Barcelona didn't necessarily go for big names as managers. No. But he like Cruyff kind of started the whole Barcelona thing though, that it's go it's kinda he started the as possession thing. I came for Holland really, didn't it? We, yeah, uh, yeah, but the big thing for me is the fact that he's managed to go to three teams, Mass, and they all play identical to each yeah. one of them teams. And that takes a lot of coaching. Yeah. He's won a lot as well. But he's like it's I say, he's been at Barcelona and it I'd t- I'd Barcelona team he inherited was unbelievable. Klopp and Pep's like the old Ronaldo and Messi. You're one or the other, are you? Most oh, people are anyway. Uh, well uh, yeah. 
like I'm criticising him a bit. I knew I still think I, I, he is a top manager. I just think he's overrated. I've heard quotes like "best manager ever" and "Man City is the best team ever in the Premier League." I didn't go along with that. At all. <laughs> no, no, never. Maybe because I just didn't like their style of football. I, I could have yeah. a, a lot to do with. I just didn't like fifty passes before a goal. I don't mean I don't mean Wimbledon ninety style. Ken, big striker, hit him. Ken. But a bit more directing. Again, you could do it in twelve passes, could you? <laughs> and it was still, it was still, it was still look good, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And I'm now, I'm now a Liverpool fan, but I think Klopp's class. Like I like him as well. He's a. I like he runs to a brick wall for Klopp. He's always got the arm around his shoulder, and he's like, yeah. You can tell he makes his players feel special. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Plus the hell why he reacts to the media ah, and speaks now. Nice. It's brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, I love the celebration after the game and he's up to the cop. He never looks like a pressure clock, does he? So, does Dunk, he? obviously, Massey came up with a thing last week with the Hale women's 11 and stuff like that. You want to come up with a suggestion for next week? For, for like an 11. Ah, 11 or just some yeah. fun or something like that. Because obviously, he likes a talk sport and I might listen to McCoy's team with the Hale puns on like a. Biscuit. 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 A fun 11 or a pun 11 or something like that. Yeah. Do you think, Mass? Yeah. Yeah, I think Dunk should come up with something like uh, Bring Sun to the table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what, man? You're better fan of that's for sure. <laughs> well, folks, that's another episode of Two Blokes and a Mike. Thanks for listening. Again, if you have any comments, or feedback, please feel free to leave us a message in our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages and we'll hopefully have another episode for you guys next week. Thanks for listening.